Days. Tan Talk. Entertaining and informative radio for the Sunshine State. Hey, listeners. This is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on West Bay Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kurt at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars sent you. This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make their bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. You care to try it, Peppy? Alouette, gentil, alouette. Hey, hold it, Doc. That's not right. Guess I better do this myself. Okay, you guys come in on the fallalas. Don, we now are gay apparel. Hello out there, Peabody and Sherman here. Set the Wayback Machine. We enter the Wayback and we're immediately hurtled back through time and space. Hey, this is Ted Nugent celebrating the American dream on Nostalgic Radio and Cars. Hey, let's 
listeners, welcome. You're tuned in to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'm your show host, Robert. Welcome to this Nostalgic Radio and Show. Uh, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Nostalgic Radio and Cars Christmas Special. I got it right this time. Anyway, how you doing tonight, Bobby? I got Bobby, my son's in here running the board tonight, running the uh, production room. How about that? Merry Christmas. How are we doing? Merry Christmas. You know what? Wait, 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 wait. Before we introduce our guests, somewhere in the NAS file is the theme song to... The Saint, and of course we have to make this official. By the way, we are two day, one day away from Christmas. Today is the twenty third. Tomorrow's the twenty fourth, which makes tomorrow Christmas Eve mm-hmm. and twenty fifth Christmas. So, wow! Merry Christmas to everybody. Anyway, uh, we are going to kind of pick up where we left off last week. We we're talking a little bit about cars and stuff like that, and we're going to kind of throw in some Christmas clips, some Christmas music. And I have my Nostalgic Radio and Cars contributor sitting in with me here. And as soon as Bobby has that queued up, you got it queued up? There we go. It's time to welcome Alan, the, NR- the official NRC contributor back to Nostalgic Radio and Cars. How you doing, Alan? <laughs> anyway, the um, Christmas contributor anyway here. <laughs> Christmas contributor. Turn, 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 turn. Yeah. My, uh, my 1800 has flat tires, so it doesn't <laughs> run around like uh, Roger Moore's. Oh, okay. Well, you know what? Maybe tonight we'll go over and take a picture of it so we can put it on their Facebook page and then on our it's website. It's got patina. It's got tons of dust it's on it. It's got tons of patina. Yeah. It's like a bottle of wine, but you don't flip it over every six months. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So, uh, so how you been? What you been busy this week? Tinkering with cars and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I had a run yesterday. A bunch of people come by the garage and doing whatever, just odds and ends, nothing in particular, which I've already forgot what it was because it was yesterday. It was yesterday. Well, yeah. um, I was uh, snooping around on uh, on Bring a Trailer the other day, which is one of my favorite websites, and uh, I think I mentioned to you, you know, every once in a while you get some pretty cool stuff that pops up there. Right now, there's a '79 Ford Bronco somewhere out in Washington D.C. There's a uh, what else is on there? We got some pretty cool old. Uh, there was a Volvo 1800 ES wagon that was found in San Diego. Odd color, too. British racing green. Not a real popular color on a Volvo, is it? There, there was some out there like that. There's some yeah. like that. Okay. They anyway. painted all the cars that color, the 160s, 140s, also. But this one was kind of cool because what it had was is it had um, uh, a uh, set of um, what was it? The 142 Can't. turbo wheels on it that I always liked. 144, 145. You know the real cool five spoke wheels that I always liked. 240s. 240s. That's right. It. Yeah. Had a set of those on it. Was a stick shift car. Had air conditioning. Nice car. There you go. And uh, you know, so that's kind of a cool website because they always got some cool stuff. Today I had an interesting call. A guy called me from uh, Pennsylvania, and uh, he was telling me about. Uh, he was inquiring about one of the cars that were, that's going to be uh, at our upcoming auction in Amelia Island. Uh, at the Amelia Island Select Auction, and it was a um, kind of an outlawed. Porsche. And outlaw is a term they use in European cars. See, we say hot rod in American cars. You don't you don't use the term hot rod when you talk to a talk about a, a Porsche or a, a a Volvo or something like that. It's kinda outlawed. In other words, it's not the norm. You kinda like, well, you know, you kinda went outside, but it's kinda like I don't even know where the term on you. <laughs> I don't know where the term outlaw really came from, but it's a term that they use, particularly it's it's real prevalent in the Porsche world. But with other foreign cars too, they've they've kind of now used it in Alfa Romeos and BMWs and and Volvos and and Spody cars like that and Triumphs and stuff. And um, but he inquired about a 911 that we had. Then while I was on the phone with him, it turns out he's got an old uh, 71 uh, Alfa Romeo uh, two liter GTV, which is kind of a cool old car. Yeah. He's got a, a BMW 2002. He's actually got two of them, not one but two. He's got a 71 T2 
FTII, which is the fuel injected car. Sequential mechanical fuel injected. Sequential, exactly. Yeah. And uh, way above my pay grade. You know what the guy says? They will fix it. But anyway, uh, and then he's got one with Weber's, which I can somehow manage to adjust sometimes. Because you can see the gas going through. <laughs> That's what it is. That's what it, I can see it dripping out of the gaskets on the side. Yeah. So you know it's getting gas. Yeah, when it's, when it's when pouring out leaking. of the front of the hordes. Right, exactly. Yeah, when they're leaking, you know, your fuel pump's working. <laughs> exactly. But um, anyway, so he he had some pretty cool cars, and you know you got to admit, and you're you're an old foreign car guy too, like me. And even though I like we like both American stuff, foreign cars, I can't explain it, Alan. What is it? There's something about foreign cars that is, I don't know. They're a it's challenge. Foreign. They're, they're a challenge for one thing to put together. But they're cool though. Yeah, yeah, they're neat because they're unique. There's not too many of them. We're not talking about you know generic four door sedans that look like lozenges, but we're talking about neat old cars. Yeah, neat yeah. old cars. And I, I don't, you know, I mean, we always joke and say. American cars aren't put together put 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 together as well as European cars, and that's really not true. I mean, the exception to the rule maybe Mercedes, a Porsche, you know, BMW because they were put together with a little bit more German cars in general. But you know, you look at British cars, you look at Italian cars, you look <laughs> at French cars. You can look at them. You can look at them. <laughs> exactly right. Good, good, good. good. Um, if I was driving a 1967 275 GTB 4 cam. He would not be a self-indulgent meaner, sir. He would be a connoisseur. Precisely. Be a connoisseur of ketchup on it. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Bobby. Excellent timing on that one. How about uh, a nart? <laughs> yeah, nart spider. Uh, but, you know, it, I don't know. Maybe it's because, you know, it's like in Europe. They go, wow, I want an American car. And when we're in the United States, we want a European car. It's different to work on for us. Plus, you don't see them that much. Like a, no. A neat, if you're in UK and somebody pulls up in a 63 Caddy, you got the only one in London, you know? Exactly. Well, now, where I was going with this is because um, I'm bringing a trailer earlier today. I was thumbing around in there, and there was a link in there to some guy in, this, in the Carolinas. And, you know, and this is, we talked about this before on a show. You know, you and I are getting a little bit older, but we're still you able. Are. Okay, I am. We're still able to kind of weasel in and out of a... <laughs> We're still able to weasel in and out underneath the dash or the right. car or the trunk or it's whatever. A, it's a production, but yes. Yeah, okay. So, but there's a lot of guys that are, that got maybe, you know, 15, 20 years on us that are not able to, they're not as agile, let's just say. Right. So yeah. what happens is, is these cars, they finally come to the realization that they're not able to work on these cars anymore. So they're going to have to let go of them. And that's the hardest thing to do. You know that. I know that. You know, because we've had junk that we've had since we were in high school. Your Volvo you've had since high school, right? Not quite. A little bit after high okay. school. I saw it when the teacher was driving at the high school. Okay. So it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's from your high school days, basically. Right. Okay. So, but what happens is, is that, that sometimes these cars, and they will more frequently pop up. So here's this guy in the Carolinas that supposedly has 25 acres of British cars. Okay, a combination of Triumphs, MGBs, Jaguars, okay, Jensen Heelys, all kinds of other... MGAs. MGAs, yeah. uh, Heelys, like my favorite, you know, big Heelys and stuff big like iron, that. Big iron, yeah. Yeah, exactly, and a few Alphas sprinkled here and there and stuff like that. So, evidently, he's got 25 acres of cars, 10 buildings, tons of stuff that's just been sitting outside. 
in the Carolinas, you know, in the woods, kind of, you know, fermenting, so to speak, right? Is that the right word? Is that a good Aging. Word? Aging, yeah, okay. And, uh, and, and stuff in the warehouse that he's accumulated over the years. And inside, you know, you look in the building, and he's got, now, you know, on a, on a big Healy, you know, it's got metal fenders and stuff, but the center section of the car is aluminum. Yeah. So you got the front half and the back half, right, the deck. And and so he's got these hanging on the wall. He's got fenders hanging on the wall, grills hanging on the wall, just and and loads and loads of parts on top of parts on top of parts. Now for me, that would be heaven. Okay, just to roam. And you too, because you would like that. So the guy, I call the guy up. Guy's name's Rick, and we talked on the phone for a while. And he says, you know what? I I'm only here helping this old guy out. He's 80 years old. His health is bad, and he's wanting to sell his stuff. But I had no idea how overwhelmed <laughs> and deluged I would be. With people calling me, I need this, I need that, you know, and a lot of it's just nickel and dime stuff. And then, of course, the pickers, the guys like me and you, that would be rummaging through there looking for stuff. So I was real polite to him, and I said, hey, look, you know, if I can help you out in any way, you know, let me know. But what I'm looking for is a complete 65 Healy project car. And he says, I don't have a project car. I have enough pieces to make you multiple project cars, which means... you just got to know what pieces you need. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they're all hanging on the wall, and he's got frames and chassis and suspension and everything else. You know, drive lines, motors, trannies, rear ends, whatever. It's laying all over the place. Okay, Are having, you crazy? Yes! Yeah. And, Is that uh, a question? You, you would have to... I've <laughs> <laughs> oh, got one laugh. <laughs> you would have to be insane to do that. But, but, but think about that. Now, this is just one no, guy... you're only insane if you think... It's normal. Yeah, but for you and I, it is. Okay. So So therefore, it's not insane. It's not insane. Yeah. Okay. So, but think about this. How many places like this around the country do you think there are? There's tons like that. There's those old old people with more money than time. Well, not just. Then when they get the time, they got all this money to buy all this junk and. Just well, no, but this guy's this is it. this has been a lifelong career for this guy. He's been accumulating. No different than had I still had West Coast. You can only imagine. We I were at maximum couldn't capacity. Imagine. Couldn't imagine. We were at critical pa- maths. Uh, what ten years? Math. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There we go. Hey, you know, there's this button right here. I'm tempted to touch this thing. Should I touch this? Not the wed one. The wed one. Let's go. Nothing uh, happened. Uh, yeah. Hello. 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 Uh, Are we still here? Still here. Okay. Okay, but evidently, about, it doesn't work. It's British. It's Brit- it it says, doesn't do anything. It's just there. It says cough button. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. That works. <laughs> that's in it. Wait, okay, what? Push the button. It makes you cough. Let me see. Let me try it. No, that didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, it works. <laughs> this is a big old frozen chunk of poopy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you win a prize for that one. Uh, mm-hmm. You know what we should do just for giggles, Bobby? You want to uh, sometime queue up no, the... Da, 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 da. That one. Okay, I think it's time for the Stop Defeating with Cars giveaway. So here, you want to give us a call here at the studio? We're going to give away. How about a My Classic Car sticker? If you call it in the next couple of minutes, uh, the number here at the studio is 727-441-3000. That's 727-441-3000. If you're outside of our local area code, how about one 866 826 1340. Look, I could actually read that with my glasses on. That's that's telling you that my eyeballs are getting bad. And these are these are uh, what are they? Oh, these are my readers, my cheater spec. So, and that thing's at least ten feet away. And, and my the, eyes are really getting and, bad. And online at tantalk1340.com. See you right there in the studio. Ah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I forgot to say, run your computers and Google tantalk1340.com, and you can see us live here at the studio. Be sure to check out our website, golfstreammotorsports.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and Golfstream Motorsports. If you've missed any of our past shows, you can visit our website, golfstreammotorsports.com, and you can go to our podcast, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and you can see all, see, 
Well, you can see and read the text, and then you can hear all the shows if you click on the little doohickey. Whoa! How about that? This is a little bit of goodie. The Royal Guardsman. Snoopy Christmas. Hey, you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio Cars. Don't touch that doll. We'll be right back. from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. We all love to eat. Well, I would like to tell you about my friends at the Rib Shack Barbecue on Westway Drive in downtown Largo. Their menu offers family-sized takeout dinners like delicious ribs, chicken, beef, and pork, or sit-down barbecue dinners, sandwiches, and even desserts. They will also cater your party. Everything is barbecued fresh using real oak for that great smoky flavor. So visit my friends, Corey, Jed, and Kirk at the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 600 West Bay Drive, or call them for a takeout order at 727-501-9090. That's 727-501-9090. They truly have the best smoking barbecue in town. Oh, and be sure and check out their great barbecue sauce. That's the Rib Shack Barbecue in downtown Largo, 727-501-9090. I'm telling Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Car sent you. 
This is Robert from Nostalgic Video and Cars, here to tell you about Bellador's Pizza and Pasta, where the food is fresh, the sauce homemade, and the price is fantastic. They offer Chicago-style stuffed crust pizza, New York-style pizza, calzones, strombolis, pasta entrees, beer wine, and great desserts. They even make the bread fresh daily. Hey, they offer catering, and any order over 10 bucks, free delivery. So give them a call at 727-581-5000. Place your order now. They're located at 131 Clearwater Lager Road near downtown Largo. Or visit their website, belladorspizza.com. Hey listeners, this is Robert from Nostalgic Radio and Cars. I'd like to tell you about Naughty Nancy. No, this isn't a story about a bad girl. This is a truth about a great place to eat and hang out. Naughty Nancy's Food Shack, located at 700 Eldridge Street in the downtown Clearwater area, is a quaint little place nestled under some huge oak trees serving great food and drink and a wonderful, friendly atmosphere. That's Naughty Nancy's, 727-446-3717. They have 10 daily specials as well as many different styles of cooking from Cajun, New England, Country Gourmet, and even Short Order, prepared just the way you want it. So check out this groovy little dew drop in right on the trail. So jog up to her front door, ride up on your bicycle, drive up in your car, or pull up on your motorcycle. And visit my friend Nancy and place your order. That's Naughty Nancy's, 727-446-3717. Hey, mention Nostalgic Radio and Cars and you might get a free drink. This really brings Christmas close to a person. I don't care. I'll decorate it, and it'll be just right for our play. Besides, I think it needs me. I never thought it was such a bad little tree. It's not bad at all, really. Maybe it just needs a little love. blockhead but he did get a nice tree
Drowned out the audio. Okay, we're back, and you're tuning into Nostalgic Radio and Cars. <laughs> you know what? Hey, how about a big shout out to our friends over there at the city of Largo? Uh, last weekend, it was actually on, I think, on Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday, my son was driving home, cutting through East Bay Drive down there, and he noticed that there was a sign out there that said Largo Parade. So we called his, the, the number, and even though it was kind of short notice on Thursday afternoon, Friday, and uh, we applied to show up for the little local parade that the uh, local, I guess you would say the Largo Chamber of Commerce and some of the local businesses decided to get together and put together at the last minute, which is kind of cool. And they used to have a big show back in the day. Matter of fact, back in the 70s, it used to go down Missouri Avenue. And, uh, in fact, I think back in those days, they also, City of Clearwater had theirs down Missouri Avenue, which would have been kind of cool if Clearwater and Largo would have tied in, because that would have been a nice long stretch right down, you know, from Cleveland Street all the way down to uh, West Bay Drive. Right. But anyway, so they just this little one, and it was down off of uh, Bobby. What street was that? Down the little cobblestone. Uh, First street. Avenue, Fourth Avenue, and Third. Uh, yeah. Whatever street, Avenue, one of those two. But yeah, the uh, little, first, yeah. third, and fourth. Yep. But anyway, so there was quite a quite a few cars that showed up there. I think they had something like uh, cars and trucks. I think they had something like uh, thirty five vehicles show up, plus people walking. So we were somewhere in the middle. We stopped by to get our good friends at Belladors to show up, and uh, and uh, the Rib Shack. Because today's Rib Shack Tuesday, and a big shout out to our friends at Rib Shack. In fact, I'll tell you what. In a few minutes, probably we'll go ahead and give them a call. But um, so we very quickly. Cleaned our truck up, prepared it, whipped up some Christmas goodies, and decked <laughs> and decked the halls, decked the uh, the rollback with uh, some Christmas stuff. Threw the the sixty three fifty six on the back, dressed it up. Bobby dressed up as James Dean, and I just threw a Santa Claus Sandy Claus hat on and uh, a, a, a Santa Claus on you. Yeah, and a a a, a, a Sandy Claus style flannel shirt, you know. Oh, there ain't no Santa Claus. Oh, yes, there is. We got a present for you. Right there. But anyway, well, it wasn't quite that extreme. But anyway, but the guy in front of us was dressed up as uh, Spider-Man. So he was kind of like running in front of us. Corey from uh, Rip Shack was behind us, and we drove by. We had uh, audio and music and stuff playing on our uh, on our little make-believe float that we had. But we, everybody had a good time. It was probably a good uh, 30, 35, 40 minutes or so that we kind of drove down the, a number of streets and plenty of people on both sides. My wife brought some candy. Bobby was tossing candy to everybody. And uh, so it was pretty cool. So we look forward to that next year. So a big shout-out to the mayor and uh, some of the commissioners there uh, with the city of Largo. That was pretty good. Bobby, why don't you go ahead and get the rib shack on the phone. Let's call them sometime. We'll give them a big shout-out. We'll see if we can get... Uh, Yasmin with a Y on the phone, and you go, girl. And then uh, we'll see if Gary's there. He can tell us what he's brewing for the Maybe night. Maybe can fax us some ribs. <laughs> fax us some ribs. Oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. And, you know, now you know I'm old school, and I'm not really the techie kind of guy that you are. Although you have some oh, no, old. Vin- I, didn't they come up with fax like in the 60s or something? I'm not really that. <laughs> but no, the other day I was watching CNBC, Financial News Network, and this is what they're working on now. They already have. 3D printers oh, that yeah. will print candy and food and cookies 
And that kind of worries me a little bit. That's where we're headed. What's it made out of? (laughs) Well, I don't know. Candy and stuff like that. I mean, they were showing the machine, so it had a little tube. So where ordinarily plastic and whatever those types of synthetic materials would be in there, obviously this kind of sucks stuff from, you know, vats of food of some kind. Why don't they just put it in a jar and make it quick? Here's your yeah. jar of food. Thanks. Here's your jar. Yeah, yeah you got to wait to have it printed. I, you got me. I guess yeah. it's, I, I I don't know where we're going with all this stuff. When I was out of SEMA, they actually did a whole car. They didn't do the drive line, but they did all the external body components, some of the interior components, the dashboard and stuff like that. Bobby, we got our good friends at the Rip Shack Barbecue on the line. All right. Let's see. Who do we have? Hey, Rip Shack, this is your buddy over here, Robert from Nostalgic Reading Cars. Who do we have on the line? Gary. Gary! How you doing, Gary? Merry Christmas to you, Gary. Merry Christmas back at Hey, where's uh your go girl, uh Yasmin? She didn't want you couldn't talk her into getting on the phone? She ran away. She ran back here and gave me the phone when you called. She <laughs> ran <laughs> Not one. afraid to answer. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, well but tell us what you got. Stop t- talking no other time. Okay, well tell us what you got going on there. You got some uh, you're doing some turkey gig, you're up until ten o'clock tonight, so tell everybody what you're doing down there at the Rib Shack Barbecue. Tomorrow, but they needed to be dropped off today. But we're smoking turkeys tomorrow. Gotta be picked up between two and four. Uh, if you drop them off today. All right. So, the, t- how late can they drop them off tonight yet? Uh, until eight o'clock tonight. Eight o'clock. Yeah. Eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. I thought you were gonna be up until ten. No. No. Okay. Well, you're pretty busy. How many turkeys you got slammed for tomorrow? Uh, I didn't count them, but if I had to guess off the top of my head, I'd say we probably got about twenty, twenty-five. That's a that's a good bunch. Now, your Christmas oh, yeah. Christmas versus uh, Thanksgiving. What's your busiest time to uh, prep turkeys and everything for everybody? Well, Thanksgiving we fry and smoke, so we probably do three times. We probably do like seventy-five on Thanksgiving. Oh no, kidding! You fry and smoke. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and then for for Christmas, what do you do? Just, just smoke for Christmas. Just smoke them. Okay. Well, why don't you give? Why don't you tell everybody about your menu down there? Tell us what else you got going down at the Rib Shack. Well, we got ribs, chicken, chopped pork, chopped beef, sausage, combo dinners where you get two meats, and then we sell the sell the uh, pork and beef by the pound and a half pound. We got uh, daily specials, three bone teasers, pork specials, beef specials, chicken specials, sausage specials, and wings. They all come with chips, drink, and a four ounce side. Super. And now tomorrow, if anybody wants to come in for uh, lunch or so, they can do that, right? Every day of the week. Every day of the week. And how late are you open tomorrow? Tomorrow, because it's Christmas Eve, we're going to be open from 11 to 4. Okay, 11 to 4. That's good. That's good. So they can still get something at the last minute then. That's great. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, good. So, and if they want to get a hold of you, what do they do? They dial? What do they call? Give us a call at 727-501-9090. Or they can go to the website, smokingbbq.com. Super. Now, you got a new location up where? In Palm Harbor? Yes. Well, we got a new location here in Palm Harbor. Address is... 36055 U.S. Highway 19, Palm Harbor. Telephone number is 727-286-8942. Super. All right, Gary. Well, I'll tell you what. Thanks for uh, coming on the show for a few minutes. I'll uh, definitely be there next week. Okay. Hey, are you doing anything? Are you doing some smoking turkey stuff for uh, New Year's? I don't think so. Don't think so. I don't think so. I think we just do it for Christmas and Thanksgiving. Okay. What about Easter? No, not Easter. You don't even do any bunnies for Easter? No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I don't well, like that a whole lot. Uh, all right. Hey, you, you take care, all right? All right. Thanks. So all much. right. Merry Christmas to you guys down there. Merry Christmas back at you. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 
Alan, we were just talking about old cars and we are talking about old stuff. Now, you you know, we were talking about electronics a little bit off the air a minute. Now, you've got a bunch of old, antique, nostalgic radios. I well, mean, you, stuff I've had forever, yeah. Right, the stuff, because you, you were in electronics class in high school, and that's back when we still had tubes, right? You got it. <laughs> still, you still buy them, of course, solid state. It pretty much made tubes obsolete. But tubes sound a lot better. Yeah, explain that to yeah. me. I, I really, I don't get that. Explain they, to it. Okay, they just sound better. They got a warmer sound to them. I have a tube FM receiver going through a tube preamp to a tube amp. And um, Steve Zagany, who we all know, mm-hmm. he's, a, he's a real audiophile. He's got a show in another station. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so he was at my garage. I got a Sensui 800 receiver. I was playing the FM on that solid-state receiver through the tube preamp and the tube amp. Tube amp. Flipped over to the FM tube receiver and the sound is just so much better. It's a clearer, more brilliant sound. It doesn't sound as muddy. And people, you know, you think, oh, this sounds great. No, compared to something good, then you can go, wow, it does. What, yeah. are, it, it, would I be correct in assuming tubes because somehow it has something to do with, is there some sort of resonating that goes on inside the tubes? Is I'm not an engineer. Does something know. go through the tubes? Yeah, electrons are vacuum. Okay. Electrons go through the tubes. It's a heated plate and the anode and all that. But I... I can't say why they sound better, but they just do because they sell tube amps that are built new nowadays. The real audiophiles will buy tube amps, and they got just a cleaner sound to them. And if you listen to a solid state and you go right back and forth between solid state and tubes, and the sound is so much different. But if you listen to solid state all the time, you know. All right, explain the difference. to those of us that are electronic dummies like me yeah. exactly what solid state is. Oh, Printed circuit board is that no, the r- well? Solid state is basically. Um, you got electrons going through sand, for lack of any other term. Okay. And it's, um, they're controlled. Electrons move through a, a uh, shoot, man. <laughs> Let's try that again. Uh, they move through a, a, a solid medium, like a transistor. We'll just do a transistor, right? But with the tubes, it, electrons go through vacuum. Whether it makes it sound different, I don't know, but it does. Okay. Yeah. Well, now... And, and is it fair to say that tube-style uh, audio equipment is a lot easier to work on and well, diagnose? Yeah, okay. well, the thing is, if you got a solid-state amp you're working on and you accidentally, accidentally drop a screwdriver in there, it's going to poof everything. Right. And a tube will just go, ah, sort of shrug it off. It's like tr- putting a can of beer on the fender of a 51 Hudson. It's going to just roll it off. <laughs> Speaking of which, now, what was it, six, seven months ago, remember I had a problem with my refrigerator at home, that stupid little electric motor? Right. Kind of went out. Okay. Well, guess what? It just happened again over the weekend, I believe. So we narrowed it down. I still have the ice box, which is cooling, but yeah. I'm not getting anything up, up top. Now, here's a good example of this cheap... And I got to say this, cheap Chinese garbage. Metallurgy? What's that? Well, I don't know. You know what? Yeah. I don't really want to blame the Chinese. It's not the Chinese, okay? What it is, you can't blame it on the people. You blame it on the corporations because they're the ones that spec things out cheaply, correct? Yeah, lowest bidder. Exactly. Okay, so here we go. Six months ago, I went through this whole ordeal. It took me a couple hours to get that stupid thing apart, a couple hours to reassemble it. Here it is, six months later, and I got to go through that crap again. Who pays for my time? Who pays for my aggravation? Just like we're talking about changing a set of spark plugs on a 1965. Mustang, Mustang compared to a new one. Compared to a new one. Yeah, old, old Mustang, 10, 15 minutes with a hot engine. With a hot engine. Right. New Mustang, you got to pull all these covers off the engine, pull the coils out, and you finally get to the plugs. And hopefully, plugs of steel, 
Oh, no, the two-piece plugs. Remember I told you about that? Oh, deal? yeah, yeah. And the plugs are steel anyway, and the head's aluminum. So let's see if we can take off a little bit of the aluminum head with the plug when we pull the plug out. Or, or because get the, no one, cause the manufacturer didn't spend two cents per car to put anti-seize on the plugs before they put them in. Or take the plug out in one piece. Yeah. Because it's a two-piece plug, and it'll snap off on you. I mean, I don't get it. You know, I mean, it's like everything's going to the to, uh, in the direction that you and I can't yeah. fix it. Give me 50 less horsepower and something I can work on. Uh, I'm there. Just and, say, show me the Carfax. <laughs> <laughs> Alan, you were talking about some of the other old cars here a little bit off the air. So, you know, and I know you're a big Ferrari guy, so lay it on us, buddy. <laughs> Give us some spaghetti uh, stories. Pasta blenders. Pasta blenders, yeah. Robert, before we're talking about how the cars look and how much they weigh. Right. And you take a, we'll go to a Lamborghini for lack of any other one. Cause okay. anyone, Why yeah. not? Just a simple Lamborghini, like Mira, for actually, example. They, Mira. Actually, they are simple. I'd rather take a Mira apart than a modern day a BMW Corvette. with a plastic cam cover. you got to replace every 100,000 miles because it warps and leaks. But don't get me into that. I've done two just recently. Okay. Yeah. Back to the old Lamborghini again. The Mira, the very first ones were 2,200 pounds. They had 375 horsepower. To the rear wheels. Yeah, that's the only. Yeah, because it was right there yeah. attached if, to the rear wheel. And if you give it gap, if you give it throttle, and nothing happens, you can look in the rear view mirror and see if the linkage is working on the carburetors. There yeah. you go. I yeah. mean, it's just like uh, we look, at festivals of speed. They have one of the brand new um, Lamborghini Huracans. Yeah, and they have the back end open. Really, it's pretty. Yeah, but you can't see the engine. You, you can't, can't touch anything. Yeah. Oh, wait a minute. Here, two thousand five Mustang. I didn't even know that. There's no dipstick in there. You can't even check the fluid. You got to put the fluid in the transmission. Yeah, you yeah. got to do it from underneath. Stick your finger in the plug hole at the bottom. Because yeah, the manufacturer didn't want to spend a dollar more to uh, put a dipstick and a tube in it. It's, it's why crazy. Else, why else would that be? I don't know. And they want to keep people out of the loop. So one, they can say, "Well, people have been ruining the transmission with the wrong fluid." Or two, bring it in the dealer. Oh, we'll take care of it. Well, all right. Yeah. Now, and, and then the other thing is with all these late model cars, you have to keep on tabs with all the electronics, all the software, all the the, the diagnosis, diagnostic, diagnostic, diagnostic. There that's the word, go. diagnostic yeah. equipment, to be able to figure out what's wrong with the cars in the first place, and it's it changes continuously, yeah. and it's a continuous expense for the average guy that's got a shop to be able to yeah. stay in well, business well, to fix those cars. Really, really sounds dumb. Here is oh, I've been smoking for forty years, and I got emphysema. Oh, no joke. So then you go to the dealer, and yeah, my driver's window don't work. Oh, you have a software problem. The logic is equivalent between those two statements. What do you mean software problem? You have a button, and it hooks a wire to a motor. No, it goes through software, it goes through relays to make the windows work. Unnecessarily. Yeah, why? Well, it saves weight. Well, okay, I'll lose 20 pounds personally. I'll make up for it. You know, I'm going to diet. Fine. I got a friend of mine, a big shout out to Jeff. Jeff wants to go out and buy a uh, Porsche Cayenne. Okay, now. That's that four door thing, right? The the Porsche SUV. Okay, okay so, yeah. okay, you know, if he likes one, he can afford one. You know, he, by all means, he should go out and buy one. But I cautioned him. I said, I said Jeff, uh, like I would tell any of my customers, when you buy an older, high end car that's out of warranty, regardless of whether it's got 50,000, 60,000 miles or 150,000 miles, on your own. you're on your own. Yes, you are fair game. Fair statement? Right. Like the Porsche Boxers. i got a friend of mine has got a okay. Boxer, right? And they have a problem with a uh, one of the it's a balance shaft or something like that. And if the balance shaft goes, whoop, the engine's dead. But it's under warranty. But, if it, but they won't repair it until it goes bad. So if the car is out of warranty, then it goes bad. You're on your own. But, if it, but they know it's an existing engineering flaw. Technically, that falls under the category of a lemon. 
problem, right? Uh, well, actually, there'd be a recall, but it's not really a recall. A, but it's not a safety issue because you just pull off the side of the road, allegedly, when the engine goes blah. Okay, so if the average guy doesn't know about this and he goes out and buys one, or I'll give you another example. You've had them, 944 water pumps. Oh, don't even go there. Yeah. Okay, how much is that? Fourteen, fifteen hundred bucks if well, you go to the dealer? Yeah, go to the dealer. What's even worse than 944s, and I've run across other cars with a water-cooled oil cooler. The water goes, or the coolant goes around the oil cooler, so it's in the cooling system. Well, if the oil cooler goes, like they all do, have a spring of leak, you leave a trail of oil from the parts store all the way to your friend's house, kick it out, <laughs> the overflow on the radiator tank, and then you got to pull everything apart, flush everything out. Yeah. And I mean, first of all, it's a, it's a 2.5, it's got like a 100, or is it 3 liter? Yeah, it's 2.5, yeah. four cylinder, aluminum engine, aluminum everything, gets rid of heat, holds eight quarts of oil, and it's got like 150 horsepower, but no, they got to put this oil cooled, the water cooled oil cooler in it to make keep it cool. It's, it can't produce that much heat, I'm sorry. But then again, what they do is the radiator is never big enough, and if you buy the bigger radiator, you sit in traffic, both the fans are running, you watch the temperature gauge creep up, and you can't do anything about it. You know, it, you know what? Buy a 1965 yeah. Mustang and be done with it, or a 1965 yeah. Volvo, right? And you don't have to wear seatbelts either. And you don't have to wear seatbelts. Yeah, because prior, we had this discussion, I lost right. the bet against you, with you, okay? 68. But you haven't paid me up yet. Oh, yes, right. Well, <laughs> are you people on dope? <laughs> i got to pay him in, in Arby's. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, anything prior to 1968 is, and how the law read? Basically, if it's okay. prior to 1968. Okay. How it reads, basically, this is roughly, I'm, the, I'm, not a, I'm not an engineer, nor am I a lawyer. Okay. But anyway, i got to be something because I'm here. But, <laughs> <laughs> but basically, the law reads on January 1st, 1968, all cars are required to have a shoulder harness, by, you know, imported or manufactured. So... It had required to show that twice. Anyway, so if you had a shoulder harness, lap belt was mandatory, of course. But any car before that didn't have to have it because federal law doesn't say it. So I could drive around in my Volvo without a seatbelt, and they can't say anything. Like Jay Leno's got a '67 Miura. It doesn't even have. It's got an inside rearview mirror. It doesn't have the mirrors on the fenders, and he's wearing a lap belt. And he's 100% legal. There you go. His grandfather didn't basically. Well, if you look at it in the old days, half the race car drivers didn't wear seatbelts because they wanted to get pitched in the car. Yeah. Well, Phil Hill raced in 1959, I think it was, at Sebring. He had a um, polo shirt and half a helmet. That was it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah what, 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 a fire seat? What's that? Yeah. You see, some of the racers, they would be smoking while they were racing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, or take, yeah. Or like Carol Shelby, take glycerin pills. <laughs> Think about that for a second. Glycerin pills, his very last race, he said he was popping glycerin pills. Like eight of them or something during yeah. the race. Yeah, just so he wouldn't have and a heart attack in the race. Nowadays, everyone's would run around screaming and yelling, oh, no, oh, no, you can't do that. Blah, 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 blah. Like, relax. Hey, Bob, why don't you go ahead and get uh, Belladors on the phone. Let's give them a big shout-out, too, because, you know, uh, they get some of the great greatest pizza in Pinellas County. So they're good friends of ours, too. But um, while we're on the subject about spaghetti grinders, you know, Italian <laughs> pasta grinders. Okay. You know. uh, back to the Lamborghini, like I was saying. Oh, yeah. Like the Miura, it was designed, it's got curves, okay? Very beautiful car. Cur- right. Well, the Countach, it's a neat-looking car, but it's Italian origami, if you think about it. It's a great-looking car. Looks like Star Wars. It's chiseled. It look and it's period correct. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like a seventy nine Lincoln Mark Five, which is a chiseled squarish. Yeah, there's no curves. A Mark Three and a Mark Five, you don't compare them. 
You know, it's, no, how about Mark it's, Two it's, would be a better example? Yeah, okay, it's like it'd be Jamie Presley comparing Shelley Duvall. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I just saw some movies. Touche. You know? Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> she, well, she, what, did she play olive oil at Popeye? Yeah, well, I just saw recently on a movie called Home Fries. And um, the movie was just goofy, but you got to watch it because there's a couple of neat cars in it. That's the only reason. Guy's driving like a C10 pickup. So you watch it for the pickup scene. You know, you can see a couple of interior shots. You know, it's got a dash toupee, stuff like that. That's a nice little truck. <laughs> a dash toupee. And the, guy, the guy's got like a 64, 65 El Camino, which is neat. Uh-huh. They show an aerial view in the back of the El Camino. is just loaded with junk. You know, you just drive around junk in the back of the car, you know. <laughs> a truck, whatever you could call it. Uh, what else you got on your list over there? Oh, what else you got? Oh, we're talking about Triumph TR4s too. We we're talking about those earlier, you know. Yeah. I mean, and that's a relatively simple car to work yeah, on. But they're not cheap anymore either. No, they're not. But they're easy to work on. They got the same drivetrain as the TR3. They had a TR4 IRS or independent rear suspension, which all of a sudden makes it complicated. But you got the earlier TR3, TR4, TR4 threes, even the twos. They had a live rear axle. You open the hood, there's an engine. I don't oh. think the suspension changed between TR3 early cars, TR3 lates, TR4s. And then the TR4 with the IRS, then it changed the independent rear suspension. Yeah. Same as the TR6. What do we, what do we got going yeah. on there, Bob? Well, our friends at Belladores are slammed making pizzas tonight. Nobody's really got a minute to uh, tell us about their great, about uh, their great specials. unbelievable specials. Okay, well, hey, if you guys want a really good Christmas pizza, be sure to give our friends at Belladores Pizza a shout down there. Their number is 727-581-5000. That's 727-581-5000. What, large, else we what is it? Large cheese pizza, $8? Yeah, large cheese pizza, 8 bucks. You know, And then every once in a while they have a special where they'll give you a discounted version for 7 bucks. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty good. And that's a large, and that's a very, very tasty pizza. And they don't just have your, your production cheese. they got good cheese. It's good grande cheese. they got uh, subs. Pasta, oh, yeah. We that. had a steak hoagies there the other day. They were excellent with their special sauce. Hey, what else you got on that little Christmas do- to-do thingy there? Uh, what do you got? Do we want to listen to some John Lennon Christmas here in a minute? Yeah, let's do a little John Lennon. Okay, hold on a second. Yeah, I've heard that one before. This. Well, folks, and a happy uh, Christmas and a merry good year. So this is Christmas. And what have you
It's Christmas Eve. It's it's the one night of the year when we all act a little nicer. We 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 smile a little easier. We 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 we, we share a little more. For a couple of hours out of the whole year, we are the people that we always hoped we would be. It's a miracle. It's really a sort of a miracle because it happens every Christmas Eve. And if you waste that miracle, you're going to burn for it. I know what I'm talking about. You have to do something. You have to take a chance. You do have to get involved. There are people that are having having trouble making their miracle happen. There are people that don't have enough to eat. There are people that are cold. You can go out and say hello to these people. You can take an old blanket out of the closet and say, here, you can make them a sandwich and say, oh, by the way, here. I get it now. And if you if you give, then you then it can happen. Then the miracle can happen to you. It's not just the poor and the hungry. It's it's everybody who's got to have this miracle. And it can happen tonight for all of you. If you believe in this spirit thing, you, you the miracle will happen, and then you'll want it to happen again tomorrow. You won't be one of these bastards who says Christmas is once a year and it's a fraud. It's not. It can happen every day. You've just got to want that feeling. And if you like it and you want it, you'll get greedy for it. You'll want it every day of your life, and it can happen to you. I don't. I believe in it now. I believe it's going to happen to me now. I'm ready for it. And I, it's great. It's a good feeling. It's it's really better than I felt in a long time. I I I'm ready. Have a merry Christmas, everybody. Did I forget something, big man? Yeah, Alan. All right, so now, let's see. Finish your little Lamborghini thing real quick. <laughs> yeah, I keep interrupting you. Keep getting sidetracked. I'll just be nice today because okay. it's going to be Christmas. Anyway, yeah, you got the old Lamborghini, the Mirror, the first generation, 2,200 pounds, 375 horse. Now you got the new Lamborghini. It's got what? How many horsepower? Uh, six. six and change, almost 650. You guys is what? 36, 3,500 pounds. Close to 4,000 pounds, There's yeah. a big old porker. <laughs> you know, a big old porker. Plus, it looks like, oh, more Italian origami. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it, it's not, let's say it's not a memorable memorable design. Yeah. Well, you know, I, 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 and I'm with you. I think because we're old school and we like this old stuff. Because, you know, when I work at Festivals of Speed and I look at these cars and I look at the people that are attracted to them, they're half our gener- They're half our age. They're yeah. not our generation. Right. We, we have no absolutely zip, zero, nada. Interesting. Well, I will say this. A guy that's a nouveau riche, if you want to use the term, a guy that just recently fell into money, would go out and buy that kind of car because it's a status car. Right. But a true car connoisseur probably would stay away from those cars because he has no interest. And Jay Leno is a good example. Does Jay own any late model, fancy schmancy cars? I mean, he probably drives some kind of SUV thing. 
she probably drives a Cayenne. <laughs> <laughs> I, but, I like to synchronize six Webers in a row. That's a little... Yeah, it takes a little bit of um, challenge to do that. It doesn't take any challenge to have someone computerize a software thing. Oh, I did a software thing. Yeah, you push buttons. Yeah. Anyway, that's it. Whoa, are we just about out of time? Getting there. Wow, one minute left. All right, hey, I want to thank all my listeners for tuning in to the Southern Radio and Cars. I want to wish everybody, again, a very Merry Christmas. Put a big smile on your face tomorrow. Be sure to check out our website, GulfstreamMotorsports.com. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Nostalgic Radio. Be sure and like us on Facebook, Nostalgic Radio and Cars, and Gulfstream Motorsports. If you missed any of our past show, be sure and check out our webcast. Our, webcast? You know what I'm webcast. Here, I'll be okay. It's Christmas. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> check out our podcast, Nostalgic Radio and Cars. You can hear all our past shows. I want everybody to stay safe, drive carefully, love your family, have the best merry, merry Christmas that you possibly can. Be sure to turn into our show next week. We're doing our New Year's Eve special. Again, it'll probably be me and Alan, jaw-jacking around. Bobby will be doing the production work again on our show. So, uh, hey, don't forget, there might be a few car shows going on this week. Look them up. Uh, some really cool TV shows. A big shout-out and a big thanks to everybody. Merry Christmas, everybody. Telling tales out of school, but there's a feller in there who'll pay you $10 if you're singing to his can. Downtown Dave. I'm not here to make a record, you dumb cracker. He broadcast me out on the radio. WTAN, Clearwater, Tampa Bay. WDTF, Dade City, Tampa Bay. WZHR, Zephyr Hills, Tampa Bay. Listen. You dumb cracker. Right on through to the other side.